Welcome to this Stock Flare podcast, and we're now moving to a personal tone uh, of these podcasts, where we're not talking about investment concepts, but we're asking individuals and guests to give us their personal insights and their personal views. And who better to start with but our uh, usual co-host, Begotten, to give us a view of his personal insights when it comes to investing. And we've chosen five questions for him to uh, give us his views when it comes to investing. So a little bit of background first, Gotham. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm a student here, at, uh, a law student in, here in London at the moment. Uh, I've been investing now for God, more than a decade and I'm, I'm not that old. <laughs> so you've been for, doing this since uh, your teens. Uh, yeah, about yeah. about that much, yeah, which uh, is great. Which is yeah, great. It, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun back then. Okay, well, you've been through a crash already and a boom. Two. So two crashes, two booms. Mm-hmm. So you've seen quite a lot. That's the, that's um, the benefit of uh, starting out on an international level is you get more crashes. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's start with our five quick questions. Uh, first one: What is the worst investment decision or a thing that you see people doing again and again that you just wish you could help them not do? I think it falls, I want to say being emotional, but it basically falls to being uh, overly neurotic about it um, in the sense that you're checking your stock price every day um, initially, a lot of when you buy, buy sort of your first couple of investments, it, there is a very you know, sort of what's it done today? What's it done today? Um, some people can never let that go, and that then translates to um, sort of myopia of what's happening. So, it's, for example, if you hold a stock that you bought three years ago, and every day you've been checking it and it sort of goes up a little, goes down a little, and overall it's sort of trended up. Now it's three years later and you check your thing and today it you know, drops something like 5% out of nowhere. And that's the biggest move you've ever seen this stock make and you don't like it, you get scared, you get out. So because you're checking every day, you're too close to it to make an objective decision. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you end up, making a move that you probably shouldn't have made well i sort of joke that if you've chosen wisely you can forget about your stocks they look after themselves and you really don't need to be looking at them all the time okay that that, that's that's i i I like that one and then in contrast uh what do you think um is something that you know how do you decide what is a good investment do do you have a personal philosophy or a checklist that you use that helps you work out what you think is a good investment uh, sort of. So first, I I look at whether I whether I can understand how the business makes money. This isn't to say that I understand the industry per se. It's just can I see how they make money? And it, yeah. it's very because if you and I take the example, if you ask like a hundred people on the street, how does Coca Cola make money? And they'll tell you oh, they sell me more coke and that's not entirely true because coca-cola itself sells concentrate so coca-cola makes money on its ability to ship more concentrate it's the bottlers that make money on selling you the coke 
yeah, it's kind of connected, but there are very different metrics involved in both businesses. A lot of capital, no capital. And uh, Coca-Cola has a flexibility in pricing and has a power in pricing that the bottlers don't. Yeah. So first question is, can I see how this company makes money? Second question is, do they make money? Uh, and the third question is, how likely are they to continue? How likely are they to continue to make money? So all about the cash flow, it, it's understanding all about, the cash flow, yeah, and having confidence in that cash Underlying flow. philosophy, if, if it's not making um, a profit or won't be making a profit sustainably, it's not a stock I would be interested Understood. in. Understood. Okay, on to three of five. Um, who is your favorite best investor, writer, journalist, book that you think that somebody who is a novice or an intermediate mm -hmm. investor is a must read? You don't have to limit yourself to one. No, I was going to say that because I don't uh, think there is just one. So um, on a professional level, uh, the letters from Warren Buffett are excellent in terms of because they conform to sort of how I think about things, they're not, they don't conform to how a lot of investors think, so it might not be as useful. The other person I, the other two sort of similar format um, letters are from Howard Marks of Oak Tree Capital. Yeah. And uh, he does junk bond, high yield debt investments, basically. Um, and the third one is uh, Markel. Markel. Yeah, Markel is another insurance company that's listed, uh, and they put out, it's a very Buffett-like company. They actually, I think, owned a big chunk of Berkshire at one point. Um, How do you spell Markel? M-A-R-K-E-L. Okay. How do you control stress and emotions when it comes to your investing? Because obviously you can get emotionally excited, mm -hmm. you can get stressed when things are down. How do you personally control those emotions? There's a really investing? good stock strategy I, I know of. It's called the push away. The push away? It's the push away. When you're at your desk and you look at your computer and you don't like or like what you're seeing, you push yourself away from the desk. and To don't avoid do, actually doing anything. Don't do anything. If, you, if you're, Chances are if you're making a decision in the heat of the moment, it's probably not the right one yes instincts and gut instincts are a thing uh how good are yours i guess is the question and i would come down on the probability that they're not very good because it's this not is, this is this is for most people because in many cases these are decisions in anger they're yeah. not actually instinct right they're decisions in anger and the, the one other way you can get about this is sort of stop losses and um, trailing limits. For example, I bought a company, uh, I bought a stock uh, at the end of February, I think it was, and uh, don't hate me, but it was a penny stock. Okay. A company called D-Box, and I bought it at 28 cents. And I bought it because I thought it was a good company. I, I did my valuation and blah, blah, blah. And I think about it a day or two after earnings had come out. Um, bought it at 28. I was like, all right, if, it, if everything goes to plan, this will be, this might hit like 50 or 60 cents in a year or two. Yeah. It hit 55 three weeks later. Yeah. And I like had put, shock. 
That's a shock. Nice shock. It's a very good shock. And uh, at that point, it was it was an emotional thing because now you're looking at this like, well, you know what I expected to make in two years, I can make today. And if I just sell this thing, and um, you know, but if I don't, and if it goes down again, because I don't know if it's going down, I think in two years it'll be okay, but not right now. Um, what do I do? And in that case, a trailing stock limit helped me because I'd put in one to sell the thing or sell half when the stock doubled. So you got I, your money back. I was sleeping. And you still when, had I, I was sleeping when the stock got sold. It was great. <laughs> so that's the ultimate in no emotions when it comes to. <laughs> Uh, uh, managing your investments. Okay, well, what is the, uh, let's finish up with a, uh, a warning lesson, a lesson for us all, which is what's the most difficult lesson that you've had to learn and ingest? Uh, being tempted, uh, just just being tempted. But what, in what way were you tempted? So for, for There was two, some emotional pull into these stocks. For two different reasons. I like Blackberries. I use the Blackberry. I'm probably, I think I'm the only- Last man on the planet. I am, it would, there was actually a poll last week, I think, it, or a couple of months ago. If you put 100 people who just bought a smartphone into one room and you ask them to raise their hand who bought a Blackberry, it'd be like one person. That's I it. am that one person. Uh, I got tempted because the stock, had, I think it had fallen to about um, $8 Canadian um, from just like 15, like two or three weeks before that time. And I was like, okay, so if, uh, I thought there was enough value there in the sense of they, had, they own property, they own IP, it won't drop below this much. Fairfax Financial owns like 10% of the company. He's not just going to eat that loss. Uh, Prem Watson doesn't do that. Um, and I got tempted and I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy this. And so I bought in at around age 50 or 9. Sure enough, the takeover offer that was on the table fell through. Stock dropped to like 6 or five at one point and at that point i was like oh why did i do this so you were catching a falling knife i but unknowingly so yeah the lesson here is know your industry that you're buying into i guess the other lesson was uh protect yourself so if you are taking a what you think is a risk and you so there's two components i there's a recognition of that you are being tempted there's a recognition you're being tempted into something that is a lot more risky than you're going to be uh, usually buying into. And if that both of those are the case, protect yourself. There's options you can sell. The best way, if you don't want to do options because they're expensive, they, you could lose your shirt on them too. The best way to do it is control your position sizes. Don't make it 10% of your business, yeah. your portfolio. So if you are going to succumb to your emotions, make sure, uh, yeah. and you can't stop it's, yourself. It's like eating, if you want chocolate cake, eat a small slice, not the whole cake. Yeah, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your personal insight, and really appreciate that. And uh, we look forward to hearing from our listeners what they think about that personal advice. So many, many thanks. Thank you.